Welcome back, Cape League fans. I hope you all had a fun and safe 4th of July. On today's episode of the Cape League podcast, we are joined by a recent inductee into the Cape League Hall of Fame who has been coaching in the league for over 20 years. He has coached some great MLB talent and has experience coaching at the college and international level in addition to the Cape League. Let's get into the interview with current Born Braves manager, Harvey Shapiro. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest. He has 30 years of coaching experience at the college level and has been a coach in the Cape League for over 20 years. He has 484 total wins in the Cape League and has the most in Born Braves history with 370 wins. He led his Cape League teams to five Cape League finals, winning one in 2009, and also has a Coach of the Year award under his belt. A recent inductee in the Cape League Hall of Fame, I'm proud to be joined by Born Braves head coach Harvey Shapiro. Thanks for coming on, Harvey. How are you doing today? Good, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm actually down in the Cape today myself, so uh, it's, it's nice being closer to home. Well, we got, got a good day to be at the Cape. Yes, we do. Yeah, beautiful sunny. I'm actually out in Woods Hole, uh, Woods Hole Falmouth right now. Um, so it, it's definitely uh, great to be here. I just wish the Cape League was going on so I could uh, go watch one of your games. Uh, me too. It seems strange not to coach this summer. Right? Yeah, it's so strange. I mean, I mean, let's actually kind of kick things off there. I mean, you know, what has it meant to you not having a league this year? Because you've been involved now for, you know, 20 some odd years. So, you know, how different is it for you not to be doing anything Cape League related this summer? Uh, well, the one thing I'm, the thing I'm doing the most is recruiting, which isn't the most fun to do in the summer, Mm. uh, and not coaching, which is the most, the reason why you were involved with the Cape league is I like to coach. I like to, you know, be with the players and the organization. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely very strange. Yeah, definitely. I hear that. And I feel like we all could use a little bit of excitement right now. Um, you know, it was nice having the, the MLB draft a couple of weeks ago. We had a lot of players from the Cape League come, you know, get drafted. So that was pretty exciting. But, um, you know, coach, overall, when you think of the Cape League, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind, to, uh, mind for you? Well, um, actually, I'm going to give you uh, two things that come to mind. I think, first of all, when I first started coaching in the Cape League, you know, people were saying that uh, it's the best summer league in the country, and uh, I, I think it still is today. So that's the first thing that came to mind is that, you know, uh, I'd, ha- I'd have an opportunity to coach, and I started as, as an assistant in the, in the league with uh, YD. And, of course, when you think of um, the, um, the league being the best league, of course, when you say the best league, then you have outstanding players. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so, but I, when I talk about, the, I think maybe because I've been in the league a, a longer time now, I think it's the people. Um, and in, included in the group, when I say people, I'm in, I mean the players, uh, obviously, because they're, the, they're the most significant, because that's why we have a league and they get, we get a chance to, um, uh, I get a chance to coach and see uh, some of the best players in the country. Um, but, you know, through the years, I've had a lot of outstanding assistant coaches. There are uh, interns that work with each organization, uh, volunteers who are on the, uh, the uh, club level and also at the league level. And a lot of these people, whether it be former players, assistant coaches, interns, uh, have become good friends and in some cases, very close friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's pretty consistent, I feel like. You know, everyone I've spoken to, 
who's who's done the Cape League, they've all said the same thing. They all have said the people around the league, whether it's the players, the volunteers, or even the fans, you know, they're the people that really make the entire experience. And, you know, it's really I'm really glad to hear that you have that similar experience because, you know, me growing up on the Cape, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind for me is not only just, you know, we're seeing the best talent that you can see over the summer, but the connections that you make are, are pretty incredible when you think about it that way. Yeah, there, there's, there's no question about that. So, you know, one thing that I've, I've been curious about is, you know, when I was doing some research on you was, you know, how you ultimately got into coaching, because I know that, you know, in your past, you were more on the uh, accounting side of things. So, you know, what made you get into coaching and go down this path? Yeah, I kind of surprised a lot of people and did a 360. I, um, I was an accounting major at the University of Connecticut, and um, I have a, uh, an uncle. He's, uh, he was part of the Blum Shapiro accounting firm, which is, uh, was in Connecticut, just in Connecticut in the, uh, the Hartford area many years ago, but they have uh, branches now in the Boston area and throughout New England. Um, so anyways, uh, using his guidance, he suggested that, um, um, you know, to get a good accounting background, he suggested that I start, I, I had started actually work working in his uh, part-time in his uh, accounting firm uh, after, after I finished at UConn uh, during the tax season. And then he suggested that I um, get a job. I got to end, end up getting a job with, with the IRS, Internal Revenue Service. So I was a, an auditor. And um, he thought that, uh, you know, if I could work there uh, two, three years, um, uh, that would be good experience for me. And, uh, you know, I think maybe down, down the... Uh, the long road, he was thinking about the firm being um, Blum, Shapiro, and Shapiro. But um, mm-hmm. I, I ended up kind of throwing him and uh, my family a curveball. Um, you know, I, I spent some time, actually, when, even when I was working in accounting, um, uh, at the Cape in the summer in, in Falmouth. And I met my future wife uh, there, Lynn. And, uh, you know, as we were dating and um, we are talking, and I said, you know, and I'd already started working with the IRS. I said, I'm not sure I want to do this all my life. And she said, well, what do you like to do? And I said, well, I've always liked to teach and coach. And she said, well, I think uh, that's what you ought to do. And so I ended up going back to uh, graduate school at Springfield College, which had a great um, physical education co- program and was you know, known as the Harvard of Physical Education and Coaching. So um, that was kind of my roundabout way. So the... Um, Blum Shapiro stayed the same, and the other Shapiro went into coaching. Well, we love that. I mean, and and the obviously the career you've had with coaching has been nothing short of spectacular. I mean, you're you know you've had thirty years of coaching at Springfield, you know Bowdoin and the Hartford as well, and then now everything you've done with the Cape League. I mean, I mean, very very impressive stuff. So, how did you ultimately get involved with the Cape League, and and how were you approached to officially you know start being an assistant? Well, um, what happened was I had finished. I had been coaching the uh, the Dutch national team, um, and uh, that that's the the the, um, the Netherlands. And I had finished. Uh, I was I was their national coach for three years, and um, I was uh, you know had started back to school at Springfield College and uh, doing graduate work and being involved with their baseball program there. And um, the, the the man who was the uh, 
head coach at Springfield. His name was Archie Allen. And uh, so I, I coached with uh, Archie for um, several years. And uh, at first as a graduate student, then I was on the, the faculty. And when he retired, he moved to the Cape with his wife in Yarmouth. And actually one year, um, he ended up being the commissioner of the Cape Cod League. So when I finished my last summer in the, uh, with, with the Netherlands, I was telling him, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do next summer. He said, well, you want to come coach in the Cape League? I said, well, I got an opportunity. And he was living in, like I say, in Yarmouth. And uh, he talked to Don Tully, who was the general manager of the YD Red Sox. And that's how I started. I started as an assistant coach uh, with YD. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like Archie was a pretty good mentor for you. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he, he helped get me involved with um, Yarmouth Dennis. And like I say, I was a, an assistant coach at, uh, at YD and then also Wareham. And uh, by that time, I was, uh, you know, I was hoping to be a, you know, a manager in the Cape Cod League. And um, Chuck Sturdivant, the general manager of uh, Falmouth at the mm-hmm. time, gave me my, my first opportunity. And I think... Um, I think Archie Allen was, uh, you know, helped me, uh, you know, to, to get a chance to talk with Chuck. And, uh, and like I say, I have to thank Chuck for giving, giving me my first ma- managerial position. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Chuck, Chuck's a great guy. You know, I've never personally met Archie, but he seems uh, you know, pretty awesome, too. Um, you know, it sounds like they took good care of you. Now, one question I have is, you know, because you've coached at so many different levels, you know, like you said, you coached the Dutch national team, you know, all throughout college and then the Cape League. You know, does your coaching style change depending on, you know, those three kind of different areas or were you pretty consistent no matter who you were coaching? Um, and are you, are you talking about being, um, you mean from the colleges to the Cape League? Yeah, like from the colleges. So, like, you know, was your management style different when you were managing the Dutch team compared to a Cape League team or, you know, a Cape League team compared to college? Like, okay. did, did you have to change it up at all? Well, I think with the Dutch, which was interesting, um, you know, I was used – I've always coached at the college level. Mm-hmm. And with the Dutch, when I coached their, the national team, I had some players who were in their 30s. Uh, some were um, – you know, professional people, they, I had a doctor that played on the national team. I had a physical education teacher. Um, but I also had a player who was 15 years old, who was later to play in the major leagues. And, uh, but he was the best shortstop in the Netherlands at 15. Um, so that was different. And, um, I think the other thing that was, um, kind of interesting, um, when I first started, uh, in the Netherlands, I, I arrived on a Friday, and again, this was through Archie Allen, who had coached over in the Netherlands, and he was their national coach, so I was kind of uh, proud to, uh, you know, follow in his footsteps uh, there, and um, so I, I got there on a Friday. At first, I was coaching, a, I coached a, uh, a club team in their, their summer um, program, mm-hmm. and uh, to begin, and um, so anyways, that that's how I, I really got my start, and um and I think what that was probably the biggest I thought was going to be a difference, but it really wasn't because most of the Dutch spoke English. And um, I had maybe more of a problem with the language because I remember the first game I was coaching, not my first day, which was the day after I arrived. I didn't know much. I was just trying to learn the player's first name. So, uh, you know, I knew uh, 
what to call him when I was coaching at third base. And I was, uh, I had a hitter up, his name was uh, Arthur. His name was Arthur Stassen. But at the time, I heard Arthur and um, I heard uh, Linksfelder. So um, I really wasn't thinking uh, probably correctly. So I thought his, his name was Arthur Linksfelder. The Linksfelder in Dutch is left field. So I was reminded of that when I got back to the dugout. So that was my first um, uh, introduction to coaching Dutch baseball and not knowing the language. But, no, it was, it was easier than I thought it was going to be because the Dutch, you know, knew the language. And um, um, I think what, what I try to do, no matter, you know, where I've coached, I always try I, – I, I've always tried to teach that there's nothing more important for a player than giving his best effort, um, respecting the game of baseball, respecting the jersey that you're wearing, whether it be the Springfield College, Bowdoin College, the University of Hartford, or the Bourne Braves jersey, and being a, a good teammate. And to this day, I'm still trying to teach these values. So from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I, I basically use the same approach. Um, I think in the Cape League, what's interesting when the players uh, come is that, you know, I haven't coached them before. And I just try to um, emphasize to them the great opportunity that they have to play in this league. You know, I usually ask the players when we, we have our first meeting, uh, how many guys here want to play professional baseball? And, of course, everybody raises their hand. And um, I think the Cape is a great um, training ground for that. Uh, you know, you play a 44-game schedule. Uh, you play just about every day, uh, maybe with a day, one day off a week. And so th they get to see how they, how, how they um, uh, can evaluate themselves against other players from across the country. If they're a positional player, they're seeing outstanding pitching, and uh, and they're they're seeing good pitching every night, and they're using wood bats, which is different than what they use at the college level. And I tell them, I said, um, you know, this is your chance to uh, show what you can do. Uh, this is this is kind of like a job this summer. You have to work on your weaknesses. There are going to be scouts here. This is the most scouted league in the country, and you all want to show the scouts what you can do. So. Um, like you say, it's 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 a place where they have to work and show their best uh, efforts and talents. Mm -hmm. No, I, and it, it's funny you say that because every time I've spoken to a former player from the Cape League, they've all said that the, the coaching on the Cape League is some of the best that they've ever had. So, you know, going off of that, you know, how do you go about, you know, putting together your coaching staff? Because obviously it's not just you, you know, so you have to have a whole, you know, team team around you. So, you know, when, you go, when you're building out your team, what are the qualities that you look for, you know, to really help you get the most out of these players every summer? Well, uh, I'll go back to my first experience at the coaching level at Springfield with Archie Allen. And the first thing he said to me, he said, you know, Harvey, I don't care how much you know about baseball, but the most important thing is you have to be loyal to me because I'm the head coach. So I, I want player, I want assistant coaches who are going to be loyal to me. I'm not saying that they're yes people, but again, sometimes, uh, you know, there, there may be some uh, disagreements uh, among the coaching staff, but you, 
you can't let the, the player see that. And we usually talk about it after the game or before the game, uh, things that have happened. Um, but um, so when, when I'm looking to hire assistant coaches, I, w- I, l- I would like to hire coaches who I've had some experience with. Maybe I have coached them. Um, maybe they're former players of mine. Um, and um, so, like I say, and if, if it's somebody who I don't know, I try to get recommendations from uh, uh, coaches who are, you know, involved uh, in baseball. And that's how I go about hiring, um, you know, my coaching staff. But again, it's loyalty. Um, you know, uh, when I, um, one coach that, uh, who became an assistant coach for me is Josh McDonald, who is uh, now the pitching coach at the, at the University of, uh, at UConn. Mm-hmm. And I recruited Josh when I was at the University of Hartford as a pitcher. And uh, I ended up not getting him. And he ended up going to UConn. And um, so later when um, uh, I was coaching uh, at Bourne, Josh was interested in being an assistant. So I had a, you know, you know, a relationship with him. And I knew some, I knew the UConn coaches and they recommended him very highly. So it was a slam dunk for me to take him as my assistant coach. Mm. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you guys still have an awesome relationship. So, you know, what are what are some of the techniques that you and your coaching staff use to, to get the most out of the players? Because I remember being a college athlete myself. I always wanted to have, you know, instant success the moment I stepped on the field for, you know, whether it was preseason or the first game of the season. You know, I wanted to put my best foot forward. So, you know, what were some of the things that, that, you're, that you and your coaching staff do to really help, you know, you know, help the players improve their weaknesses or really just get the most out of their summer? Well, when I, when I meet with my coaching staff, and like you say, and this starts during the, the interviewing process, because sometimes, you know, I have coaches from a, across the country. I try to emphasize to the coaches that the players that we're getting in the Cape League um, have been invited to play in the Cape League because they're, they're good positional players or good pitchers. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to overcoach them as soon as they get here. That's not our job. They got, they're coming to us to play for us. So my feeling is, and I've done this since I started in the Cape League, is um, let the players fail first. Because if they come to the Cape, and let's say you're a positional player, in a couple of days you go 0 for 3, uh, you don't really want to listen to me or one of my assistants tell you, well, you know, you got to change the way you're hitting. I don't like it. Well, they're saying, you know, if you don't like it, how come I'm here? And a player, whether it be a pitcher or a positional player, they've got to be part of the, the, um, the plan if you're going to make some changes with the uh, players. I think in the summer, because we have these players for a short time. They're not my players. Right. You know, when I have for more than one year, it's, it's nice because two years you get to know them a lot better personally and you also know their their uh, their strengths and weaknesses as players but um, again so I tell my coaches let the players feel comfortable let them play their game and and like you say really what we may if we do anything it's it's more mental if it's a physical adjustment it's a small one because they are not my players and uh, you know if I think there's something that maybe we ought to change you know I'll, I'll contact the, the college coach Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and 
So you, you mentioned that right now you are in the middle of recruiting players since, you know, there's no league this summer. Um, you know, so how do you go about doing that? You know, cause I've spoken to some coaches in the past where they have a network where they kind of reach out to, to help recruit for players. So what's your strategy in, in the recruitment process? Well, I can, I end up getting players in several different ways, but, but number one, I think what I, you know, I try to do is I, I try to, you know, I have, I contact college coaches who I know. And uh, so I, that's one way that I, I recruit the players. And we have players from, you know, several colleges that um, we have a good relationship. So, uh, and, and uh, uh, so I have a tendency to go in that direction and talk to the college coach, who do they like? Uh, I may hear about a player who plays at a particular school and uh, I hear he's a good player. So I'll call that coach and, and talk to them. I also, uh, I also uh, contact, um, um, the major league um, amateur scouts, okay, and because they they're scouting and looking at the best players in the country, um, they see a lot of the players in high school, and um, and I've gotten to know you know a lot of the the, the scouts through the years, and uh, so you know I, I use the college coaches, I use the the amateur scouts, and also what happens through the years I have players who played for me. In fact, one of my coaches uh, who was supposed to be with me this year and is coming back is um, um, Drew Labonte. And, and Drew uh, was out of South Alabama, and he's a, uh, a volunteer assistant at, at uh, Arkansas State. So um, he, because he's a former player, he ended up uh, – uh, taking him as a coach, but he also helps out. He may see players that he likes during the season. I may have um, other players who've uh, coached with me. Um, um, uh, Matt Gardner comes into mind. He's an assistant coach. Uh, he's a pitching coach at Texas Tech. Uh, he played for me at Bourne years ago. And um, so, again, through friendships, people that were former players, and, and uh, so that's kind of how the process works. Well, I mean, it's definitely worked out for you. I mean, throughout your tenure, you, you've coached some pretty amazing players. I mean, to come, some people that come to mind for me, Darren Erstad, Mitch Moreland, Pete Alonzo, Travis, uh, Travis Shaw. You know, those are some guys that come to mind for me. So, you know, what does it mean to you when you see that these guys end up having great careers in the majors and, you know, you, you know you're kind of part of their development on the Cape League? Well, it's really, it's really special to, to follow the players. You, you like to see how, you know, as, as I tell the players that uh, when, when they play for us, that, um, you know, if you do things the right way in the Cape League, um, you may not have the success that you perhaps would like to have is whether you be a, a hitter or a pitcher. But if you do things the right way, when I follow you next year at the college level, um, you should have improvement. You know, if you do things the right way, the fundamentals, you work hard, you get your rest, um, and you come ready to play every day, um, you like to see that. And so it is satisfying to, to see players who are able to, to get a chance to move on uh, into professional baseball. I mean, uh, you know, one of my favorites was always Darren Erstead, uh, who played for me on my uh, when I managed my first team, um, he was from Nebraska, but I managed my first team in Falmouth. And um, so, like you say, not only did Darren uh, 
he, uh, we, we knew he was an outstanding uh, player for us, uh, outstanding player in Nebraska and All-American. Uh, uh, he ended up being the um, first pick of the first round of the Major League Draft and um, played for um, the Angels for most of his career, was a, was a Major League All-Star. And then after he finished his Major League career, he ended up going back to Nebraska, and he was the head coach there for, I think, three or four years. And so I was getting some of his players. So those are some of the connections that you had. And it was nice to see the career that Darren had, and then he became a coach. And we'll see what he's going to do uh, in the next uh, part of his um, life. Awesome. So it's great to hear, you know, everything that you said about Darren Erstad. I mean, he's he's a player that I remember from his time in the majors. But was there any other players that really stood out to you because of their, you know, approach to the game or their attitude, anything like that? Yeah. W- one player I'd like to mention, um, he's, uh, he's a relief pitcher for um, the New York Yankees. And uh, he had an interesting uh, uh, two years with me in, at the Cape. And um, uh, his name is Chad Green. He's, uh, he's a setup man for the Yankees. He was out of the University of uh, Louisville. And, uh, you know, as a freshman, um, he, he kind of struggled with us. It, it just seemed like uh, uh, I pitched him in different roles and um, he seemed kind of snake bit, whether I use him as a starter, middle guy towards the end of the game. Didn't have a lot of success. And, and uh, you know, his coaches were concerned that, uh, you know, they thought, well, maybe he should, uh, uh, you know, does he belong in the Cape League? And, uh you know, I said, well, as far as I can tell, talking with uh, Chad, he's, he's handling the adversity that's happening this summer very well. And, and again, that's all part of coming to the Cape League. Not everybody comes to the Cape League. And uh, I mentioned Darren Erstead before, is not, isn't the MVP of the Cape League. And Chad was not an MVP his first year, obviously, with us. And he did okay at, at um, Louisville uh, his second year in college. And, um, but I, you know, he came back to us his second, his second summer and, um, the second half of the summer, he was probably as, as good a pitcher, starting pitcher as there was in the Cape Cod League. And he helped to get us into the playoffs. In fact, he won the last, um, he, he won the game against Hyannis to get us into the playoffs. So there's a case of a guy who, you know, after Louisville, he was, I think, drafted maybe in the 10th or 11th round. And um, he ended up, you know, through his uh, hard work, um, was able to grind out a career and made adjustments and became a better pitcher. He's been a relief pitcher now with the Yankees. I think he's finished his, his third year in the major, uh, in, in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not all guys make it to the major leagues. Um, I had a, a player from UConn. His name is Pierre LePage. And he first played for me in, in uh, 2008. We picked him up towards the end of the summer from the Waterbury Twilight League in Connecticut. And um, because we were going to be in the playoffs and, and we needed, uh, uh, we, we were losing a player. So he came on and he played, you know, several games for us uh, that year as a freshman. And I invited him to come back. You know, Pierre was five foot seven. He was a second baseman. And um, so he wasn't necessarily on a lot of radar screens as far as Cape League coaches. Had a good year at UConn as a sophomore. Uh, came to the Cape. He won really three awards. He, he made us, I mean, let me go back. He really made us go. 
the year we won the championship. He was our second baseman. Pierre plays with a lot of energy. He always gives 100%, and he was a joy to watch. And um, so Pierre, he ended up um, winning the league sportsmanship award at the end of the season. He won the 10th player award, which is an award that um, uh, is given to the player who, who accomplished more than people thought he would accomplish. And the other thing he did is he, he made, he was the uh, end of year uh, Cape league all-star at second base. So he accomplished quite a bit for a guy who we picked up to finish, to be, uh, to help us finish the season, you know, uh, after his freshman year at UConn, he goes back to UConn. He has a very good year. Uh, UConn goes to the NCAA tournament and, uh, Pierre gets the chance to be drafted. He was drafted by the uh, Chicago Cubs. So, uh, he had a very good year and it was fun to, to have Pierre, you know, play for us and get a chance to play some professional baseball in the minor leagues. Absolutely. And, and, I'm happy you brought those two players up because it actually reminded me of a, a book that we've read about the Cape League. It's called The Last Best League, um, yeah. where they kind of talk about, you know, some of these players who come in, you know, really expecting to tear up the league and then they don't. And then vice versa, guys who are kind of, you know, the last guy on the roster and they end up having an uh, incredible summer that really kind of puts them on the on the radar. So it's really it's really awesome to hear that the Cape League can have that sort of an impact on those guys who you know, maybe we're struggling, but then they come in and completely turn their career around. And like you said, like, you know, the, you know, these other players uh, that, that you got to coach, I mean, you know, that, that these are probably summers that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. So um, really cool that you were able to be a part of that. Yeah. I would say, you know, um, players, baseball players at some point in their careers are going to struggle um, for some players the Cape League might be the first time they've had to deal with adversity and haven't been either the hitter or let's say the pitcher that they've always been. And if they, ha if they don't struggle in the Cape League, uh, like a Darren Erstead, they may struggle when they go to uh, professional baseball in the minor leagues. And if they don't struggle there, they go, they'll struggle at some point in the major league. So, uh, you know, baseball is a tough game. And uh, so, like you say, it's, it's really the player's first chance to get the, the, the training, how to deal with adversity, uh, how to play against good competition every day, um, you know, because our, our schedule in the summer is more intense than the college season because mm -hmm. we're playing five, six games a week. Right, exactly. Um, but, hey, I mean, it's again, it's awesome to see, you know, the impact that you've had on, on your players' careers. It seems like everyone's had a really positive experience. So, I mean, kind of going off of that, you know, you've been inducted into the Maine Baseball Hall of Fame last year. And then this year you were enshrined to the Cape League Hall of Fame. I mean, did you ever expect to have such a positive impact on the game of baseball? And, you know, what do these accomplishments mean to you? Well, uh, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, I've, I have a lot of memories from the Cape League. Um, um, and again, it's, it's, uh, I feel very humbled and honored to be uh, inducted into the Cape League. Um, you know, we've, we've won a championship, we've won, uh, divisional titles. Um, but I think the, it's hard for me to pick out one memory or one event that, uh, um, but I think that what, what, what I'd like to think is that I've had a chance to contribute in a small way 
to make my players, my guys, better players and people. And what is very special to me is that when a former born brave or Falmouth Commodore tells me that his summer in the Cape League was the best summer of his life, that gives me an awful good feeling. Mm, I can imagine. I mean, again, like that's, you know, some of these guys have had tremendous experiences, whether it's in college or, you know, they end up being in the major or something like that. And, you know, for them to say something like that, you know, about you must be uh, quite the sense of accomplishment. Well, like I say, I think it's uh, not necessarily about me. It's about the um, giving them a good experience. So it's, you know, our, our organization now at Bourne that helps with that, the assistant coaches, their teammates, um, the interns. It, it's, it's uh, like I say, it's, it's the whole uh, the atmosphere of the Cape League. And that's what mm-hmm. makes uh, uh, John Schiffner, who used to, uh, he's, uh, he's in uh, the Cape Hall of Fame and has the most mm-hmm. wins in the Cape Cod League. John always said as a manager, he had one of the 10 best jobs in America in the summer. And um, I, I, uh, I have to believe him. Yeah, no doubts there. I mean, um, again, summers in the Cape can't really get much better. But then when you have the opportunity to coach some of the best baseball players in the country. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just gravy on top of it, I feel like. So, um, well, coach, you know, really appreciate you, ha- um, you hopping on and kind of sharing your story here. You know, um, it's not every day you get to talk to a, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, I know we're all very appreciative of you. And, you know, the Cape League as a whole, we're very happy with, um, you know, how great of an ambassador you've been for the league. So, you know, we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. This was an awesome conversation. Well, well, thanks an awful lot, Stephen. I appreciate your, your kind words. And like I say, I, I feel honored that uh, – I've been able to coach in the Cape Cod League for so many years. And um, like I say, it's uh, uh, for my family and I, it's uh, the, the Cape League has a special place in our hearts. Mm. Well, and, and again, you know, congratulations on making the Hall of Fame. It is 100 percent well-deserved. And, you know, hopefully, um, whether it's this summer or next summer when the league kicks off, you know, we'll be able to, uh, you know, say hello in person and, and uh, you know, start watching some great baseball. Well, I, I, I'll look forward to meeting you in person, Stephen. Absolutely. Thank you again to Coach Shapiro for coming on the show. That concludes this episode of the Cape League Podcast. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.